It is season three, episode seven of the Hall of Fame show, and the penultimate episode where I'll be recording in Barbados. The move Ooh. is coming, Evan Nolan. It's coming. It we're gonna we're, we're gonna go from uh, being in two different countries to being in two different countries. That is very true, and still in two different times. Wait, no, 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 no. You're in Central. I am in Central. Yeah, I'm, I will also be in Central. Wow. You know, so you're not going to be recording this at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> we're finishing it up at one. Yeah. Yeah. So like of, of, of all the things I'm looking forward to, that is one of them. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So like that, that will actually be a huge, huge load off uh, really everything, my whole schedule and everything else. I've, I always try to put all put forth with these shows. But, 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 speaking of the show, let's just get right to it, because I've got a full plate. Uh, plates, actually, because it's a smorgasbord. There you go. Of shit. It replaced the shit box. But in the smorgasbord of shit, Kirk will just say whatever the hell comes to mind. Hey, do you remember when you talked about SMU and the death penalty a few, uh, a few shows ago? Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you remember, so, like, when SMU got punished... What the NCAA did is they said, you know what? Okay, you're now going to have to compete as NCAA uh, athletes from SMU, and you can still compete for the national championship. Right. right. Oh, wait, that didn't happen. No, that didn't happen at all. They just no, killed everybody. It didn't happen. <sighs> this morning, uh, I watched the figure skating because mm-hmm. I, I can't say no to a car crash. Continue, sorry. Yeah, so I watched that this morning and a few thoughts were coming to my mind. Uh, I felt like a piece of shit because I was openly rooting for a 15-year-old to fall and choke. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that face. Oh, it was Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. Twitter. You're like, like, goddamn Olympics for me. Give me root against the 15 year old. Yeah. And and I was, I was openly doing that. Uh, The emotions watching that whole thing from everything. And I I, want to say that right now, Tara Lipinski, Johnny, where you two are awesome. You are their commentary of everything was gold. It was blunt and it was raw. And I, I've never really sort of seen commentary that good in a long time. So I just want to give massive props out to that. Uh, you know, and they're also sort of like presenting a sport that a lot of people are just watching for the really once every four years. Right. And in my case, I don't think I've even watched figure skating maybe 12 years. Maybe longer. Fair enough. Uh, they, they've, had, they've got enough problems figure skating. Uh, there's no real stars in this anymore. Really hasn't been. Uh, especially in our continent. Mm-hmm. Not, not, I mean, I know Nathan Chen is, but let's be blunt. This is a female-driven sport. True. So You got the, you got the shib-sibs. I'm sorry, you have the what? Are they still around, the Shibs, the Shibatani siblings? I don't know. I haven't been watching very much Olympics. I haven't had time, so. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't even know who they are. And I didn't know who any of these people were, uh, except for Tara and Johnny Weir. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I, I knew they were, especially from, uh, well, I know Tara won gold at some point and Johnny, Johnny and Tara played themselves on a Family Guy episode, which, mm-hmm. is, which is great. So going into the, the long program, the, what's I can never remember her damn name. Uh, Valieva, Camilla Valieva, no, mm-hmm. mispronouncing that, won the short program, skated flawlessly, and you heard how they decided they were going to do this. And, and I won't say the IOC, because this wasn't the IOC. This was the Sports Arbitration Committee or whatever the fuck it's called. Right. And they came up with the dumbest answer for everything. Uh, first off, before we go any further, how the hell does a test wait so long before it to come back positive? I don't know. Uh, like, who's testing this? Ryan Braun? Oh. Yeah. You, you really wanted to get my buttons going. You're bringing a pokey in here. Come on. <laughs> well, I didn't have a better, better answer for that joke. True. Yeah. But again, I, I don't quite understand why this would sort of get, okay, well, here's the Olympics. A couple months later, now we know this, this came back positive. I don't know how that happens in the first place. Mm-hmm. Second place, Russia, as done by my bad SMU analogy, should not be here. 100%. And they're here. Uh, this, it's not an anti-Russian thing. They, if, if I went, I'd say this with any country. If, if they were caught to this level, and here we are again, we knew what country it was going to be. We, we knew. We knew exactly what country that, that was going to have a doping issue. East and, Germany? Yeah, East Germany. East Germany, uh, no, no, actually now with East Germany, they're, they're, they, they can have their women compete with testicles. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry. <laughs> Stay away from that one. Continue. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> so they come up with the worst thing possible. We're going to let her compete because Russia is appealing it. Mm-hmm. But if, if she, ta- but if, if there's going to be, if she gets a medal, we're not, we're not going to really do a medal ceremony until this is all figured out. So who? So they're tr- they say they're trying to protect her. Then they hurt everybody, everybody, because now, especially all the top skaters, you're going through all this for what? That's the whole point was to sort of get there. It's hard enough for the Russians anyway, as their their anthem's not going to be played, and rightfully so, even though they shouldn't be there. So, did you watch any of this at all? No, I haven't had a chance. Okay. So she, uh, Velieva, uh, c- competes last. Mm-hmm. And she chokes. I got my wish, and I felt really awful, but I got my mm-hmm. wish. And again, to Tara and Johnny's credit, they're openly saying, like, I, we're weeping for this girl, but she, and they said, but they said it over and over. She should not be competing. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't even trying to hide that elephant in that room. The, and seeing two pros like that completely confused and baffled as to what, what was going on. I've never seen that. I've seen angry commentators. I, I've seen confused commentators. Mm-hmm. I've never seen two commentators who just were in disbelief and, and openly saying that this is going to stain our sport that they love mm-hmm. for, well, the rest of their lives anyway. 
So she falls apart, falls to mm-hmm. hell. Now, what happens afterwards is the strangest series too. It, it, it's not, it, it gets even stranger. Because now Russia still finished first and second. Now, who, now these are all friends. Like the one who won is now left alone completely. Have you ever seen an Olympic gold medal? Someone who just learned that they won the gold and they were by themselves. Mm. And she's standing there emotionless, just holding a teddy bear. Like one of those things that they always get. I've, I've seen that picture. Oh, okay. So you, you, you've seen, okay. So you've seen I've, I've just seen the still of that shot. So. Yeah. And it just felt like it was going on for hours. It, it wasn't, but it was minutes. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. just a one shot. I mean, she was there by herself stone-faced like not knowing what to do the one who finished second she's bawling and i guess johnny weir speaks russian because he was translating or someone's in his ear uh okay johnny i'm not gay but maybe i could learn i no you know continue continue yeah yeah i should that that one would be one of those ones i'd edit out if i ever edit out things Mm mm-hmm but I don't. So she does. She's saying, "I don't want to go out there. I don't want to go out there at all." They did, and the whole thing was the biggest shit show. I, I I've never seen three people less enthused to be a medal medal winner in, in their in their lives. They probably didn't even think they'd even be going out there in the first place because they mm-hmm. probably assumed that. Uh, uh, K- Camila was going to at least medal. Wow, well, didn't they say if she medaled, they weren't going to have a ceremony at all, a medal ceremony? No. Uh, well, they said they weren't going to have a medal ceremony at that point in time. They were going to okay. do something dignified at, at a later period. I mean, the whole thing is just the, the biggest cluster fucking train wreck I've ever seen on television in sports uh and, and and you literally do you literally do a show called this was on te- what how the hell was this on television so you've seen a lot of clusterfucks <laughs> I, I have uh, uh, or maybe surreal that might be a better word because i just didn't know what the hell i'm watching i'm i'm not even upset at uh camilla she's yeah, getting she's- shitty advice uh they're the excuse they're giving is that she just used some of her grandpa's heart medication which okay three three of them together yeah exactly right mm. so because it was three different ones yeah three that, different ones that she got popped together for. yeah so russia's learned absolutely nothing they're due to be fully i, I don't want to say fully unsanctioned because they're really not sanctioned at all in uh, december of this year And the people who caused this are not going to are, are probably not going to be serving any kind of penalty, and they'll probably be waving the Russian flag, walking with the athletes in the next uh, Olympics. So, fuck these Olympics. This the only thing I can say is, China, this is the Olympics you deserve. Mm. All right, and NBC. I mean, part of it is I don't even know what when NBC showing stuff. Like and because they have all these peacock and all these other streaming things, they've moved so many things over. Like last time there's Olympics, I felt like stuff was on four channels. You could kind of figure out what you wanted to watch. And now mm-hmm. now it's just like they moved everything to channel 242 for me. 
Uh, and then that was the only place you could watch anything unless you have the streaming service. So it's very hard to see anything you want. You like turn on, you're like, oh, all right, I guess it's luge again. So <laughs> I, I thought about this too, like about a year and a half ago, like, or two, before COVID, I was so pumped because this is the first time that I've ever really been able to watch as much Olympics as I really wanted to. Because uh, I'm setting my own schedule. That might change when I'm back in Canada. But right now, I'm pretty much setting my own schedule. So 12 hours behind, I don't care. I, 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 two years ago, I was going to watch it more than I probably watched of any Olympics. I didn't watch much at all. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched any of the men's hockey. I watched the... <laughs> the most thing I've watched was women's hockey that I railed on last week for saying it shouldn't be in the Olympics. Yeah. But I, I watched a bunch of biathlon at one point. That's been my sport I've been interested in this time around. There's something about uh, just this interesting combination, isn't it? I just think it's funny that the one sport at all with guns is the one sport the U.S. has never won a medal in. <laughs> I never thought of that. Yeah. It's the only sport in the, in the Winter Olympics U.S. has never medaled now. Because going into last time, we were, hadn't medaled in uh, luge or curling either. And we got a golden curling and a bronze and luge. So now we're just down to biathlon as the only sport left. So it's, there's no, the biggest name is the the one who now doped. That is the Mm -hmm. biggest name of this Olympics. And how many of these Olympics are tarnished by shit like this? Uh, My country with Ben Johnson in 1988. Uh, that's why baseball needs to be in the Olympics. I mean, they're already pre-tarnished. <laughs> why not? At, at that point, yeah. Why the hell not? It, it's the, this whole thing has been a complete debacle uh, for, from everything I've, and I felt icky to watch it. I, I felt icky watching everything in the Olympics. I just, and then I guess the one last thing: fuck me for watching any of it. Mm. You know, because uh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, right. but yeah. I, I, I was just so disgusted watching that this morning and also with myself. Cause I, I never thought I, I just had to sit back. Well, I, but they put me in that position. I guarantee you Tara and Johnny and every, all these other great people were thinking the same thing. Like they didn't want to see that. They didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Whatever. All right, that's that's my shit smorgasbord. And then one final thing. Hey, okay. hey, everyone, Trudeau, I told you all so. <laughs> that's it. All right, before before we get to uh, the death march here, we're now a week away, a week removed. Like, because last time we did basically live reaction to the Football Hall of Fame results. Right. Now that we're a week removed, how do you feel about the five folks who got in? I mean, we are not counting. We knew the coach and the contributor and the veteran were going to get in just because that's the way finally things are getting done correctly. But now that we have that class, how do you feel about it coming same re- in? Same reaction uh, that, that I had then. Uh, Sam Mills, I felt like it was going to happen. And Bryant Young to me is still a, eh? Yeah, so everything that says about Bryant Young is that it, it was more lobbying by his peers. I saw a lot of that. That they, the peers just came and lobbied hard mm-hmm. for him to get in. I'm just surprised more than anything, Mike. 
I'm not surprised there's a middle linebacker that got in. I'm a little surprised it was Mills. Uh, I mean, I understand Willis and Thomas. I figured one of them because Thomas is the only one of the four left over from last year. If we're from six to ten, who didn't get in, and Mills clearly took that spot. Mm-hmm. Difference is Mills would have fallen into the abyss of the seniors pool. We never would have seen him again, right? Right. The same thing happened with Roger Worley a few years ago. I don't know if you remember that, but Worley was like kept mm-hmm. being a finalist, kept being a semifinalist, semifinalist. Finally got to be a finalist. Uh, a couple years in a row and the last year they put him in. Um, I have to think Roger Worley was a better player overall than Sam Mills, but uh, it Sam Mills, I guess, makes sense. I still, I'm, I'm more amazed that both Bryant Young and Richard Seymour got in. I figured it'd be one defensive. I, it's amazing. There are two defensive linemen and no wide receivers, I think is what it came down to. Yeah. And uh... It makes me wonder if there was any kind of strategic thought with a lot of cases instead of with the exception of Mills, because there was no, there was now or never. Yeah, essentially. It's either we voting. I mean, cause that's what's happening with uh, what's his name from uh, Buffalo. Um, Tasker. Tasker. Yeah. Tasker's gone forever. Yeah. But is, is as weird as it sounds, even though that senior pool is so deep, it's a better shot. Yeah, that is true. I mean, look look at Ray Guy. Could never get through. That is true. But they eventually got there. But they're going to have to expand the pool from one to two in order for to really get some. Yeah, and when we're three years away from happening. Uh, I guess actually there was something I wanted to ask you too. Uh, crap, crap, crap. Oh, okay. So James Harden is now a 76er. I guess all bets are off on the 76ers. Yeah. Because I mean, they, they lost they lost by 48 points at home to the Celtics two days ago. I saw that. I was, I was watching. Yeah, that game I watched. Uh, Celtics Celtics are up 51 at one point. Almost uh, yeah, they're up 51 points. And they had all the, the backups in and still won by 48. It was crazy. You must be lo- loving Jalen Brown right now. You think I'm not an all-star? I'll show you. Oh yeah, Jalen. Yeah, some of the people who got in over Jalen Brown. What are you going to do? Like, yeah. they're they the Celtics. When when all those votes were taken, the Celtics were the ninth place team in the East. They're not going to get two All Stars, and and Tatum is just a higher profile guy. Like, there's it just wasn't going to happen. So and it should be Tatum over Brown, also. But agree. Brown is Brown is. Uh, uh, you know, I love it when they play with a chip on their shoulder. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, Boston is really showing a lot right now. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. I've actually thought of a new uh, bet idea. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs are at the same time. They're going to be close. They usually overlap. How about we draft just from the same pool? I mean, oh, drafting teams? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So NHL playoff... From the exact same pool, right? So, like, you can pick, you can just load up on all NHL shit. So, NHL regular season ends April 29th. The playoffs start on May 2nd. Okay. NBA uh, begins April 16th. Thanks so much for that, then. All right. That would have been fun. Yeah. So they're yeah, usually April sixteenth. Yeah, usually they're, 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 they're gonna have the play-in tournament from the twelfth to the fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. well, scrap that. Oh well. 
That's a good idea. Uh, every now and then so, I have them. Yeah. It just is not going to work out this year. So anyway. All right. So I guess we should go to the death roll at this point. Hoorah, hoorah. Yeah, it is. It is a fairly, it's a fairly uh, small group, honestly, this, this week, which is good. It is good. Um, yeah. So I will say, uh, I'm going to know I'm going to pronounce this wrong. At some point I should just learn Hungarian. Uh, Mate Fenyevzi, Fenyevesi, excuse me, Mate Fenyevzi, uh, who passed away earlier this week uh maybe another victim of our of our uh beige mistress um he was a member of the of the hungarian national team played 76 games for them scored eight goals from 54 to 66 uh and later became the um uh a member of parliament from 1998 to 2006 after being a, a veterinarian so there you go. But yeah, so we uh, did more activity. It's been one a week, man, this year so far. So she's we, still going. We got to give her a backstory or something. We're going to have to at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you, you're, um, you're studying all the Hungarian. You, you come up with her actual name. Sounds good. Yeah. Is it wasn't Matahari Hungarian? I feel like she was. Um, hold on, where's Matahari? I don't know. Matahari was Dutch. Of course she was. Uh, anyway. I don't know um, if she could have such a good spy wearing those damn wooden shoes. <laughs> and the headdresses, because she was like a, a lounge singer, too. Anyway, let's start with wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so we lost two folks in wrestling. One was uh, uh, Super Muñeco, the Mexican luchador, uh, whose name means super doll or super toy in Mexican, uh, in Mexican, in Spanish. Died at the age of 59. Uh, do you, I know you've done a little bit with uh, Mexican wrestling. Do you know I, much about him? No, I, I'm not familiar with this, this one at all. Although maybe I should okay. get my uh, Mexican to American uh, translator. There you go. There you go. Super, uh, super Muñeco. There you go. So mm-hmm. super toy. Anyway, uh, also Mickey Henson passed away, uh, who is a Great. wrestling referee. Yep. Yep. Uh, with WCW from 92 to 01 and WWE from 05 to 09. Mm-hmm. Passed away at only the age of 59. Yeah, I don't remember too much of him. He was just like one of your standard referees. I don't think he was ever in any angles, but mm-hmm. employed by the two biggest companies that existed in North America. So he was clearly good at it. Yeah, he, uh, he had uh, lymphoma in 2008, was given months to live and beat it, but uh, then came down with, with COVID. And with uh, cancer pre-diagnosis, it doesn't work very well. Yeah. So, no, that, that, that's uh, yeah. COVID seems to like like the Roman Reigns has got uh, the the lymphoma, so he's got he's like massively compromised. Mm-hmm. You know, so like he had oh. he had to stay out out for a long time just when when COVID, especially the the tougher strains or the more lethal, yeah. ones, rather the more lethal ones, yeah. Um, from the world of golf, uh, Argentine uh, El Gato himself, Eduardo Romero, passed away at the age of 67. Um, he won 60 wins between European Champions Tour and Senior Tour over his career. Um, best finish in one of the majors. He finished seventh in the 97 Open. Um, but 
uh, yeah, well, guy who's been around was around for a very, very long time. So he, uh, I don't see what he passed from, but he was he was actually mayor of a city in Argentina hmm. for the last few years when he passed away. So probably a city you've been to. Um, trying to see which one it was. Hold on, I saw it earlier and then I lost it. Uh, Via Allende which is uh, outside of Cordoba. I've been to Cordoba. I may have been through Via Allende, but I've not intentionally been there. So um, anyway, everyone else is from the world of music pretty much this week. Um, starting with uh, Howard Grimes, who is a drummer of the high rhythm section, uh, who was a group that played background for all sorts of people. Another side man played with Al Green, uh, Rufus Thomas, Willie Mitchell, among others. Uh, he passed from kidney failure at the age of 80. Mm. Um, we lost uh, King Louis Bankston, who's another drummer uh, er, associated with early garage punk. Uh, he was only, how old was he? He was born in 73, so he was only 49 when he passed away. Um, Who did he play for? Uh, he played with among others, uh, the Royal Pendletons, the Persuaders, Exploding Hearts, and the King Louis One Man Band. Exploding Hearts is probably the best known of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also backed up a whole bunch of other folks over the years, um, including one of my favorite random band names. Uh, you remember Jerry and the Pacemakers? I do. They had a sort of weird offshoot uh, named band who did a punk named uh, Jerry and the Bastard Makers. Um, so he passed away at the age of 49 earlier this week. Um, name. I'm sorry. The bastard makers sound a lot better than the bass makers. True. I, my, one of my favorite ones was, uh, one, I still think one of my favorite band names that made fun of something was there's an Irish band that had a hit uh, in like the early, uh, 2000s called nobody's more Irish than Barack Obama. Uh, but the name of the band was, uh, Hardy drew and the Nancy boys. I think that's still one of my favorite band names of all time. <laughs> I think for me, it's a Dread Zeppelin where the, and the lead singer was this guy who dressed as Fat Elvis. Nice. If I, remember, yeah. if I got that right, I think I do. I could be wrong. Uh, we lost another huge session drummer. Sandy Nelson passed away uh, at the age of 83. Um, he played with, he was the uh, main drummer for Jan and Dean. Um, he also played uh, uh, Geronimo with the Renegades. He was the drummer for that. Uh, the Teddy Bears, remember, to know him is to love him in 1958. Hollywood Argyles, Alley Oop. Ah. drummer for that one. Um, so a whole bunch of songs from the mostly the uh, late 50s, early 60s. Uh, but he died from complications of a stroke at the age of 83. You must have some stories, huh? Yeah, he must have. Um, he also had a whole bunch of just drumming albums as well on his own as a solo drummer, which I don't feel like there are a ton of those out there. No. Um, also passed away David Tyson of the Manhattans. Also, David Tyson, also known as the brother of the Temptations, Ron Tyson. Um, so Manhattans are probably best known for uh, Shining Star and Kiss and Say Goodbye from the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, uh, David Tyson was uh, only 62. It didn't give her cause of death, but he passed at 62. Um, 
another drummer actually i missed clifton fufu eddie passed away um played with the dells patty labelle all sorts of folks like that um also towards the end of his life he would pass away at 78 but he also appeared as an actor in both whiplash and la la land um, oh, okay yeah so he he passed at 78 on valentine's day uh, and I guess the biggest name out of music who passed away uh, was Ian McDonald, passed away, who was a uh, uh, the keyboarder basically for uh, King Crimson and Foreigner at different points in his life, uh, passed away at the age of 75. Uh, he also played on uh, T-Rex's Get It On. Mm. Um, so he was the one of the folks, a uh, session musician for that. Um, but yeah, he he was uh, with King Crimson from 69 through 75 and then moved from Foreigner for their Foreigner, Double Vision and Head Games, which are really the three biggest Foreigner albums uh, for all of them. And then uh, had, had a solo career, also played with Steve Hackett for a little bit in the late 90s. Uh, but he passed away at the age of 75. Uh, and one last person I like to bring up who passed away. Gail, well, we, we had we did lose PJ O'Rourke uh, from the satirist from National Lampoon, passed mm-hmm. away at 74. Um, uh, was columnist for Daily Beast and worked with NPR and a few other folks, but he passed away at 74. But the one I wanted to bring up uh, was Gail Horvath Halverson, excuse me, passed away at the age of 101. Uh, he was better known as the Berlin Candy Bar- Bomber. Uh, be also known as Uncle Wiggly Wings because he, during the Cold War from uh, the Berlin airlift, he mm-hmm. would fly low over Berlin and drop candy for the kids and oh, waggle his wings to let them know it was him on his way in. Okay. So he literally would dive bomb East Berlin with candy for the kids, which is kind of cool. Uh, and he, he was involved with the U.S. Air Force as a colonel from 42 to 74. Um, so, but yeah, he, his, his spouse, he was married for six, 50 years, but his wife died back in 1999, got remarried in 2004 as a man of 84 at that point, 83, and was married another 15, oh no, another 17 years. So, but passed away at the age of 101, Gail Halverson, Godspeed. So I like it when go. you come up with these unique ones. I, I like looking at the weird ones. Like if someone's yeah. like, oh. Why is this one here? I mean, it's, yeah. it's 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 always good to like the people like that. My favorite was that uh, the the mafia lady whose husband got killed like six months in, and while she was pregnant, decided just to take a war with the mafia and survive to live to tell about to the age of ninety three. Somehow, she started killing mafia members, and nobody did anything because apparently she was pregnant. So that well, that, there, that lady honor among thieves. Yeah, that lady needs movie about her. I, yeah, absolutely. So, all right. So, uh, two other sections we've got left: uh, the elevator up, elevator down. That's where I look at uh, the past week and hey, whose Hall of Fame chances got a lot better. And sometimes I have to struggle to come up with something, and to the point where I don't have anything at all. Uh, this is not one of those weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Bowl happened. Maybe perhaps you've seen that. I had to rewatch it because. Yeah, I kind of got drunk again, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a shock. Good. 
you know, it's a, it, it's a talent. What can I say? And getting all of the attention was Matthew Stafford. And it was the same lather, rinse, repeat that we saw from Joe Flacco was seven, eight years ago when he won his Super Bowl. And it's probably the same dumbasses writing that article. Well, I guess maybe, maybe he's a, a Hall of Famer. And the reality is, no. But, but, he now people are talking about, about, about it, whether good or bad. It, no one ever said anything about, about him and Hall of Fame ever before. So if that's not an elevator up, I don't know what is. Uh, I do want to sort of close with uh, what Richard Sherman said about it. Yeah, I thought Richard Sherman's thing was great, honestly. It was perfect. It was perfect. So for those who haven't seen that, uh, I'm just going to read it because no, there's nothing better. There's no more better succinct answer for this question. I'm going to talk about it on the podcast, but the HOF bar is incredibly low now, like a participation trophy. No all-decade team, no all-pro, no MVP, one Pro Bowl. Not even MVP of the Super Bowl. Never considered the best in any year he played. At least Matt Ryan has an MVP. There's four of those. He did nothing spectacular. It's really a macrocosm of his career. Did good, not great. Made a few wow passes. Made a few face palm passes. Aaron Donald and Vaughn are the two HOF he should thank. No argument there. Mm -hmm. There is no measuring stick that makes Stafford a Hall of Famer other than playing in the most passer-happy decade in NFL history. Inflated numbers never or make make every quarterback that starts 10 years, uh, 10 years plus a Hall of Famer. And he, he gets his day, brother, but just throw, throwing around HOF like that or just irks me. So many had to be the most dominant to make it. Perfect. Perfect answer. Except for that first part. I, I don't think the Hall of Fame bar is low, but. No. Other right. than. Well, I mean, for, to, to be honest, for QBs, it might be. We're going to find out how low that QB bar is coming up here. That's a, yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, I do, however, think that everything else he said was respectful. And so a lot of people were retubing that oh, Sherman's blasting uh, Stafford. No, he's not. No, he's, he's, blast, he's blasting conversation around him. Right. But he's not bla blasting Stafford as, uh, for this. He's just calling it like it is, telling it straight up and laying, and laying out facts to back it up. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Mm -hmm. absolutely perfect uh, so i i don't want to go in more on stafford because there's a few people who i think really did see should be talked about a little bit more uh loose need the general manager who pulled off that trade well he was right wasn't he he and was he built something that a lot of other eric weddle came out of retirement for another elevator up yeah, Eric Weddle, that I, I was an interesting one to me because we've been talking about him as he was going to be the same year as Eli mm -hmm. and Marshall Yanda and a few other people. We're wondering right. if he's going to get lost. Um, if he retires again, it's going to be tough because Roethlisberger and, and well, it's maybe, we'll see if Brady's done. He may very well be back here. Uh, signs are beginning to point to the fact he's not fully retired. Um, shock me either, but yeah. No, uh, I mean – the, the trade of Jimmy Garoppolo to to Tampa and letting Brady have one year in in the Niners uniform for the because he always wanted to play to 45. That'd be great. But yeah, uh, 
but I, I brought that up with a couple guys online. Um, and one of them said, it's just so hard for safeties to get in. And he wasn't an all decade. So no matter how hard, how good he was, it may be a challenge for him to get in. And that's, that's a pretty good point, but the, certainly having the championship helps. Right. So, and Sean McVay, 36 years old, mm-hmm. 36. And he's a Super Bowl champion and he's already, and he's been to, and he's won two conferences. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy shit. I would like to point out though, he was, his offenses were one crazy drive with a whole bunch of missed calls in their favor or calls in their favor. Oh, I agree. From scoring 19, from scoring 19 points in two Super Bowls. Right. Combined. But he still, but he got the W. True. He did. Yeah. And you're not, you're, you've got to be one, one, have one hell of a career as a coach to get into the hall of fame. If you don't have that ring and he's got that ring. Yeah. True. That will help. Certainly. Yeah. Oh, I forgot something on the smorgasbord that I was going to talk about. I'll, I'll, I'll throw that in after. Uh, and Andrew Whitworth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this helps Andrew Whitworth a lot. I, do you think he plays again? Or you think I, I, I think it's possible he puts one more year in. I, I mean, I, I think he wants to play again, and I think he's certainly capable of it. Mm-hmm. And he and he was the NFL Man of the Year, the old Peyton Man of the Year, and his speech was fantastic. Ab- absolutely, and on the Super Bowl broadcast. They were building him up. Andrew mm-hmm. Whitworth is somebody I'm personally cheering for. I want to see him play one more year again because I want, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw him, I'm biased. I want him to win a Super Bowl or sorry, to, 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 uh, to, uh, to go in the Hall of Fame. I don't yep. know that he's got that resume, but I'm really excited for him because I want to cheer for these good guys. Yeah, 100%. And I do think, I don't know if you saw the video that released today of um after the game um Whitworth and uh oh my god I always forget his name the defensive lineman uh Aaron Donald Aaron Donald Aaron Donald and Whitworth seeking each other out to talk about how awesome it was that they won and and how happy they were and how much they loved each other and everything that was a cool moment and that may resonate in people's heads as well I think I honestly think like Whitworth is 40 right he's the oldest offensive lineman ever to play in a Super Bowl one of the oldest offensive linemen ever to play in the league uh so he could very well be done but it may be just be like hey let's run this back one year and see what we can do you know what i mean yeah no absolutely and if if people are wondering welcome i didn't mention aaron donald and von miller because i don't have to they're already in the hall of fame and cooper cup this year Mm -hmm. also went from a he let's put it this way he passed julian edelman i think so yeah that was an interesting. That's, that's another elevator up. I, I have an elevator up and down in the same damn game. OBJ. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, why, because he got injured and went down? Because of his injury. It's, it's another torn ACL. Oh, I see what you're saying. So because yeah. of that, he may not be able to play as much. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So that's where I'm going there. I mean, got like uh, that, that acquisition, I mean, because he was not, going, not doing much in Cleveland. Uh, OBJ was kind of what he used to. She, uh, he was a lot closer to what he used to be. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think he's always going to be a WR too, but now maybe he's a bench guy at this point. I don't know if, if he, you know, if he comes back at all, because that's devastating for any football player, especially an offensive skill player. Mm-hmm. Torn ACL. 
uh, elevator down, uh, I, oh, sorry, more elevator up, you know, pretty much anyone who was a former Bengal. This is now a team that's been to the Super Bowl three times. Let's mm-hmm. just stop calling this a laughingstock franchise because there's a lot of franchises that have never been there three times. A hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, just off the top of my head, my team. Now, yes, we've got the one win, but only been there once. The Jets, another one that's just been one and done. Detroit's never been there at all. Mm-hmm. Cleveland has never been there at all. Mm-hmm. This is not the sad sack franchise that a lot of people want to make, make them out to be. Uh, and the, the fans seem to be fantastic. So I was cheering for Andrew Whitworth and I was cheering for the Cincinnati Bengals fans. But mostly I just wanted to be entertained. And I was twice. Mm-hmm. Elevator Down is someone who's probably going to be eligible in the same year as uh, Big Ben, Tom Brady, if he decides not to come back that's adrian peterson who got himself in trouble again uh this is not it's interesting because i mentioned big ben who was accused pretty credibly from what i've been reading of rape Mm -hmm. uh what adrian peterson did was not nearly as bad but adrian peterson is someone who used to beat his kids with a belt Mm mm-hmm so believing that he was, this is not that big a leap, unfortunately, to believe that he would do something not too good to his partner. Uh, they turned a plane around for pretty much a VIP guest. They knew who he was. He wasn't flying in coach. So I'm, it's, I'm sure it's a lot more than what Adrian says, where I just ripped the finger off, or ripped the finger off, ripped the ring off the finger. If you ripped the mm-hmm. finger off, and that had been a lot worse. Yes, uh, that definitely would have been a lot worse. Yes, that 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 would have been a lot. A lot. Uh, they didn't press charges, but this is just like another thing that he doesn't need. I think what Roethlisberger has done overall seems ten times worse. But that wasn't in the Twitter era. This is, mm-hmm. and there's that recency bias. That you, you and I have talked about a lot. Uh, I think Mike Tyson is he- is hella entertaining. Do the kids still say hella? I don't know, but I, I'm I'm still on fleet. That's all I know. There you go. So, but Tyson has a really dicey past. That is, yeah, to say the least. Yes, and it's completely forgotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still re- I still remember the greatest. I will always say the greatest award show opening of and all time was the 2013 Tonys. Trust okay. me on this. Right, well, uh, and the 2013 Tonys, go look it up if you haven't seen it. It's Neil Patrick Harris at the height of his powers. But mm-hmm. during that, they're talking about all the shows that are going on. They're back in Radio City Music Hall for the first time. And they're like, even Mike Tyson had a one-man show, Let's Give the Man a Hand, and he appears on stage, mm-hmm. and the entire audience cheers. And I, I'm just like, what, thinking back with all the, I mean, this is pre-Me Too and everything else, and Tyson's now hasn't apparently had any problems in 20 plus years, as far as we could tell, other mm-hmm. than a face tattoo. Um, and everyone was cheering. I just, it's just so weird how some people get it and get the uh, forgiveness and some don't. Yeah, Louis CK will never be forgiven. Here's the thing. I think people might be forgiven if they actually felt, if they actually were contrite about stuff. Louis CK has never been interested in that. 
Yeah, and I think also too, it's hard to tell whether he whether he was sincere or not with his apology. I mean, it was such a, such a weird thing. Well, this is going off in other places, but I, I think I and I read one article going back to Roethlisberger. They said, well, if this happened in the Me Too era, mm-hmm. he screwed. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. But it didn't, and we just have to go by where we are. And again, this was not never proven, so I have to right. And, but I mean, remember Leonard Little drunk drove and killed two people and was like suspended for a game. <laughs> like, can you remember, yeah. you imagine if that happened now? Oh, God, yeah, exactly. Uh, one, one thing I sort of forgot to mention on, on the smorgasbord, uh, I wanted mm-hmm. to sort of say, Brian Flores, what are you doing? Now you're adding the Texans to this? This we, well, we we sort of talked about that last week with Lovey and everything. Yeah, but now he he added the Texans after. Yeah, like what are you doing? Yeah, who knows? I this is a scorched earth thing that's not really going to be scorched earth. I don't get it. Uh well, he's going all in because he's pretty much made himself unhirable. So he's going yeah. for well, this I'm going to get my payday or my my uh, as. A speaker as a, as a martyr i don't know what he's doing but this is looking less and less credible all the time maybe maybe he's trying to join the view like uh michelle tafoya <laughs> she made some news didn't she yeah she did yeah, whatever. so anyway regardless all right are we good for the uh good the bad and the ugly yeah oh, just it. before just before we get there yeah. yeah, I have a trivia. I have a, two trivia questions for you. You ready? I'm ready. What do the following quarterbacks have in common? You ready? I'm ready. Stan Humphreys, Neil O'Donnell, Drew Bledsoe, Chris Chandler, Steve McNair, Kerry Collins, Rich Gannon, Jake Delhomme, Donovan McNabb, Matt Hasselbeck, Rex Grossman, Colin Kaepernick, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Shit, and a- and I, I make it easier for you. I'll tell you the 17th person. Those are 16. I'll tell you the 17th person who joins this list. Okay. Joe Burrow. So these are all quarterbacks who... Give, give me this list again. And this is in order. Okay. Stan Humphreys, Neil O'Donnell, Drew Bledsoe, Chris Chandler, Steve McNair, Kerry Collins, Rich Gannon, Jake DeLome, Don McNabb, Matt Hasselbeck, Rex Grossman, Colin Kaepernick, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, and now Joe Burrow. All right, so the... Oh, it's too early early to put Burrow on this list. But... I'm not not sure. There's just so many of these people. I think all of them have been in a Super Bowl, have they not? They have all been in a Super Bowl, correct. Okay, Uh, so they've all been in a Super Bowl, all not in in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So... Correct. But that's not what this is, is it? They all lost? Correct. They're the last 16 quarterbacks Mm -hmm. to go to their first Super Bowl and lose it. Okay. None of them have ever gone back to the Super Bowl. Bledsoe, I guess, technically went back because he led the Patriots against uh, after Brady got hurt in the AFC championship game and they beat the Steelers, but Brady started that Super Bowl, right? Right. The last 16 quarterbacks to lose their first Super Bowl never went back to the Super Bowl. Oh. 
That's some powerful shit. Yeah. By the way, the quarterback before that on the list who didn't who lost their first Super Bowl, some guy named Jim Kelly. I've heard of him. Kelly went back to the Super Bowl, but he lost four in a row. Mm-hmm. Quarterback, quarterback before that, Boomer Esiason, then never went back. Quarterback before that, who lost his first Super Bowl, Tony Eason, never went back. So it's it's crazy uh, all about this. The the last quarterback to lose his first Super Bowl uh, and come and get back and win is uh, I'm sorry I missed one. After Boomer was John Elway. John Elway lost and then was back and then won a couple, right? But like it's crazy if you look at the list of quarterbacks who lost their first Super Bowl and just never got back. So the last 16, starting with Sam Humphreys, who lost to Steve Young in the monkey off the back game with the 49ers in 94. Um, every quarterback who's lost their first Super Bowl since then has never been back. I just thought that was kind of amazing. That's, not, that, that's really interesting. Yeah. Really so, well, while we might think Joe Burrow will be back time after time after time, there's no guarantee. No. I mean, a lot of us didn't even think uh, when the playoffs started, he'd be there at the end. Yeah, did, actually, did you see uh, Marino and Jim Kelly on Twitter this week? No. What did they say? Marino was like, don't worry about it, man. I got to the Super Bowl my second year, too. You got lots of time in your career to get back. <laughs> and, and Jim Kelly responded. He's like, yeah, man, I lost my first Super Bowl. And then I went back and I lost that Super Bowl. Then we went back. I lost that Super Bowl. We went back. Wait, can I start this over? Can I delete this? <laughs> It was really, really funny. They both of them had a good, had a good thing about it. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good, bad, the ugly. Let's start with the good. I'm going to say okay. something nice about a Philadelphia Eagle. Uh, okay. The Philadelphia Eagle in question is safety Anthony Harris. All right. What did he do? Uh, so Anthony Harris is a family, sort of family friend of uh, the family out of Pflugerville, Texas, named the Soap family. Uh, during the last few months, the they have lost both the, the grandfather and the father have passed away. Mm. And the church decided to have a father-daughter dance. Uh, and out of the heck of it, the Soap family just reached out to him and said, hey, we don't have anybody. She's depressed. Would you mind taking her to the dance? And so he's like, not only am I taking her to the dance, he like got her this real nice dress, got her a limo to go there. Went down there and just completely made an 11 year old girl's week, month, year, whatever, who's had a real tough year. And we don't have enough of these stories where, I mean, there are lots of them out there. And I mean, it's just one silly thing like a dance, but honestly could have changed this girl's like entire outlook on life with Mm -hmm. just bringing her to this. So more of these stories. Good for you, Anthony Harris. Uh, Great thing to do. And uh, yeah, keep up the good work. There's now officially one Philadelphia Eagle I root for. So there we go. Um, The bad, uh, I know we've talked about, I just want to say everything that happened to Matthew Stafford after the Super Bowl has been kind of bad. Uh, Like the whole discussion that kind of was defaming him and his wife came out and was like, why are we even talking about this? He's still playing, Mm -hmm. right? If all of a sudden Stafford, if the Rams win three Super Bowls in a row, which is not likely, but not impossible, Mm-hmm. We're having a whole separate conversation about this whole thing. So why are we even talking about it now? Um, but with this in the celebration, I don't know if you saw the video of this. It's really, really looks a really, really bad look for him. He and his wife are up there on stage as a photographer, photographer taking pictures. Mm-hmm. The photographer steps backwards and off the stage. Mm. No, I didn't all, see that. 
falls 15 or 20 feet. Like it's a, the stage was up there. She actually fall, fell, broke both cameras and broke a vertebra in her back right in front of Stafford. Stafford's response is to just turn away and drink his water bottle and walk away. His wife ran over to see if he could help her from 20 feet up and nothing they could do. They're actually, to be fair, they are going to pay her medical bills. Mm-hmm. But like just the lack of humanity that came out of that. I know he'd been drinking and everything, but yeesh. It is a tough freaking video for Stafford. I'll have to, yeah, I'm going to have to take a look at that. Uh, yes. Uh, do you, you notice too, like, because I don't have TikTok. I don't, I don't know if you have that. No. Uh, all right. When Kansas City lost, and I meant to ask you this uh, a couple of weeks ago, but I never got, got around to it. When, when the Chiefs lost uh, to the Bengals, there was like all these things going on on Twitter where they were so happy because Mahomes' wife and uh, his, his now the brother wouldn't. The brother's well. The brother's a complete douchebag. Yeah. What What's the deal with? Do you know what the, why people hate his his wife? What did she do? She she just oh like over celebrates everything. Like when they won the game against the Bills, she was spraying the fans with champagne from there. Oh, that's just, a like, talk, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Talks crap all the time. Actually, there's something trending on Twitter today. It's actually a bad week for quarterbacks. Uh, Shailene Woodley left uh, Rogers. Oh, how upset uh, were you on when, when I read that? Uh, where, where yeah, you from that? Um, she got just got woke, and you know. Anyway, another one canceled canceled Rogers. Um, but uh, <laughs> like they had a they were like the front row of a Lakers game, I think, and had a like spat in the front row uh, that was oh, caught on camera too. R- Rogers and Shan, Shan Woodley? No, uh, uh, Mahomes and his wife. Oh. So I don't know what's going on there. Mahomes does not seem like a bad guy. He honestly doesn't. But all no, the people no, no. around him seem to suck. Well, his bro- Except his dad. His brother's a colossal douche. Yeah, his, bro- his brother is a massive douche. It, and his wife not- is just, I don't know. It She's reminds me of my, one of my favorite Saturday Night Live quotes, although I don't know who said it. Uh, it was like, but it was like based in the early 80s. It's like, uh, all of Eddie Murphy's fame is really going to Joe Piscopo's head. <laughs> it's a pretty good quote so it, it sort of seems like jackson mahomes there like mm-hmm. who the hell are you mm-hmm. yeah so uh and then ugly uh just baseball again it's hard not to rip on baseball these days uh but one thing i will say about baseball well here's a question for you the next year's um uh, NHL outdoor game is at Fenway again. Mm-hmm. The Bruins are going to be playing in Fenway. Okay. What are the odds that the Bruins play in Fenway before the Red Sox do? <laughs> wow. <sighs> because they met for 15 minutes today and then oh. ran away and they're, everyone's trying to win a PR battle. I know like pitchers and catchers are supposed to report uh, Wednesday, I think yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so none of this really matters yet. We're still like, because they need to have some sort of spring training. Otherwise the pitchers will all die. Um, so I, I figure we got like two or three weeks where they can still do whatever they need to do and figure it out. But like, what, what are we doing? Like, why are we doing this? I don't get it. The, and this is the team sport that can least afford this. hundred percent. I mean, there's a, there's a report today that came out and I think it's entirely true. By 2025, the third most watched sport in this country easily is going to be soccer. I believe that completely. Yeah. 
and it's not necessarily MLS, although MLS's numbers are going up and are now yeah. rivaling a lot of NHL games. Mm-hmm. Um, but like just EPL, La Liga, like you see some of the greatest athletes in the world in some of the top five leagues over in Europe and you can get them mm-hmm. on, you get them on more stations and get the freaking Olympics up. Well, also too, I mean, the demographic of both our countries are changing, you know, with a lot of people coming in from soccer centric countries. Mm-hmm. So it just stands to reason that it's going to skyrocket. Mm-hmm. It, it's the most logical thing that, that, you, that you can imagine. Uh, MLS, I mean, like, I don't know whether that league's ever going to come well, up. Well, they're, exp- they're expanding to 32 teams, so that's... No, I know, I know, but I mean, if they're, if they're ever going to rival the talent-wise of, uh, of an EPL, I don't think they're... We may never see it. It, here's, here's a weird thing. The mm-hmm. U.S. talks about how capitalistic it is on everything, except when it comes to sports. On sports, we are a much more socialistic society where we, the top teams give money to the smaller teams in order for leagues to survive because there's no promotion relegation like there's over in Europe. That's a very good point. Yeah. Europe, with the much more socialistic system on everything, is way more capitalist mm-hmm. with, their ma- with their major sports. There's, there's promotion relegation. If you're in the top league, you get a whole bunch of money for staying in the top league. Mm-hmm. If you get into the big competitions, you get a whole bunch more money for getting those competitions every round. You get more money for that as well. But like nobody cares if I'll, I'll pick one of my favorite teams. I always used to play in, on uh, FIFA, Hereford United. I used to love playing Hereford United. I used to like bring them up. Heard of them. Yeah, they they went to, they went out of business, but they were the cows, oh. and they'd have some of the stands always going, "Come on, you cows!" And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> So I would always play with Hereford United, but nobody cared. Hereford United was around for a hundred and something years and just completely went bankrupt. They're like, Neh. like oh. there's so many, te- there's so many teams, Blackpool, Bury, like so many of them. And I just, I happen to know the, the English ones better than I know the other ones. Like there are a lot of them go into financial jail, I guess. And having to get out of it, I can't administration. That's the word financial administration mm-hmm. and have to fight their way out to get anywhere. And nobody cares. That would never happen in the U S unless you're a minor league team. And then they just want to cut everybody. That's another thing. Manfred mm-hmm. Manfred wants to cut 30 minor league jobs and pay everyone minimum wage. And Well, the, the other thing too, with that, I mean, we saw that they were making progress. I mean, you, you give one thing, which is the, the DH, which is what the players want. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it adds to more jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. MLB is getting what they want by eliminating some of the minor. Although they did a giant cut of that already. Yeah, they already did one. Like to run the entire minor league system they're talking about mm-hmm. would cost each team about $2.2 million a year, which is what we call a utility player at the major league level. Right. Like, right. it's just, I don't, we've talked about this before, how Manfred just doesn't like the league. But the biggest thing I think even more than that, and I know that's the ongoing saga, is what happened with the Angels. And Tyler Skaggs, oh my God. With Tyler Skaggs and Matt Harvey, Matt Harvey's under oath testimony is probably going to get him suspended from baseball indefinitely for telling the truth. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I do not believe that the Angels are the only team using Percocet. Oh, of course not. 
And we've been talking about how this has been a clean game now that we've had the drug testing, or at least the appearance of a clean game. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. There's always in baseball, going back to the 60s and 70s with, with greenies in order to get people up. It's tough to play a professional sport, as, even as one as, as with as much downtime for the players as baseball right. every single day for five months. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just tough. Like they get a day off here and there, but it's it's not easy to do. And your little ache and pain, aches and pains just don't have time to rest. You just kind of play through them. And once you start getting on painkillers, they're almost impossible to get off of. Matt Hart, they they making the rounds was like the one the one clip of Matt Harvey, sort of like where you had a cocaine bleed drip coming down mm-hmm. down his nose. Uh I'm not surprised to learn that Matt Harvey was on some stuff, uh, you know, the way his, not, ju- not just the way his play dropped off, the way his temperament was mm-hmm. very erratic, putting it mildly. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, it's knowing what we know about a lot of these drugs, it, it boggles my mind that there's still a lot of people making those choices, which they're free to make. I might believe that you, you can, but when you have all this talent in the world and you, you're pissing it away. Yeah, well, remember Jose Fernandez? I do, yeah. I mean, just an ele- for those of you who don't remember, he died, uh, gotta be 10, 12 years ago at this point. Uh, uh, but he was- just- 2003, I think? No, I didn't know how to be after that. Hold on. Okay. I was thinking 2010 or so. 2016. Sorry, not even that long ago. So, oh, same. okay, okay, right for the Marlins. Uh, you know, for the Marlins, right? Okay. Just a dominant young pit, left-handed pitcher, incredible player, and went boating while on mm-hmm. cocaine, and died. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I'm sorry, he's a right-handed pitcher, not a left-handed pitcher. Um, but like, just absolutely dominant. Seemed clean as a whistle, great kid, everything. Died of cocaine, essentially. I know there was the the boat accident was the cause of death, but I mean, he wouldn't have maybe he may have still crashed, but probably not. He was going like eighty five miles an hour in a small area mm-hmm. uh, on his boat when he crashed. Uh, I just think there's a ton of this, and it doesn't get tested for. I mean, cocaine's in your system for like two days, mm-hmm. and they're not really testing for it. No, like the, Matt Harvey said that nobody ever once asked him about pain pills. Like anyone on a team, if he was using him, right? He met his whole career. He yeah, met that guy. They don't care. Is, I guess what I'm saying. They don't. They don't care. No, hundred percent. They don't care. Uh, and today they found uh, Eric K, who's the uh, the staffer for the Angels, guilty on two felony counts for fentanyl. Uh, he's facing up to twenty years in prison. Um, it's just, I just, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is here, but this is, I think, with the amount of what was honestly honest testimony. I don't think any of those guys lied who came out. I think they legitimately told as close to the truth because I listened to all of it. That's what I did instead of watching the Olympics. I listened to the testimony. Like, I honest, those, that was some of the most raw, honest testimony we've ever gotten from athletes in any sort of case. And I think it's a massive, massive problem 
for MLB. And it's probably a massive problem for multiple sports. Although in, if it happened in the NFL, everybody would shrug. Right. And I'm sure it happens in the end. Like, oh, of course. Yeah, that's a whole. Yeah, it's the a whole NBA thing. for that matter, too. What? Or the NBA for that matter, too. Right. Yeah. So I don't know what the answer is, but between everything, this is just baseball. I don't know what they're going to do. Well, it's just it's just a matter of them giving a shit and noticing the signs that were probably, you know, I'm sure were there to people who were, who were around them and they and they did nothing. And they mm-hmm. did absolutely nothing because this was not just limited to these few people. Mm-hmm. You know, so how many of Matt Harvey's teammates knew that he was playing fast and loose with some shit? And a lot. Oh, at, at least at least five that we know of. Yeah. So or people in, in management and mm-hmm. or even just like other things. Okay, you really hurt. It, it's all about sort of this great this you know all for the for the good of the team. And you can be. It's hard. But it's hard to, but you can still be a model franchise, a model owner, and give a shit about your players. Because if you do, these players will want to want to play for you, and they'll play harder for you, mm-hmm. and they'll want to come to your team when they're a free agent. Yeah, but I mean, again, it's the Angels who have probably squandered more talent than any team in the league over the last decade. Uh, yeah, we, we, like, we can probably see that throughout next decade too. If they have if Otani stays there another five six years, and they and they're uh, yeah. garbage, they have Otani and Trout and can't make a expanded playoffs. No, they can't even get get to five hundred. Crazy, absolutely nuts. Yeah, so, uh, well, this got dark at the end. I think that's what happens when we always save the ugly. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens with the ugly. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and, or if we talk about baseball, um, <laughs> but yeah, it, I mean, I think they're. I honestly think. Let me just say this. There's no reason baseball can't just reinstitute last year's rules and continue to negotiate throughout the year in order to get games played. Like they could just, they they basically have an option to extend. If people aren't going to get paid, they can just do that. They're not going to do that because they don't actually care. They really don't. They believe that no matter what shit product they put out there, or what PR they'll put out there. We're America's pastime. Well, there's a lot of uh, people under 30. Who don't you're, you're, you, you, you are now past your time at this point. You're like you need, they need, they need to figure something out because again, they are the sport where the players are the most visible. They should be the most easily recognized. Well, basketball too, but there are the two sports where there's not something blocking your face. Mm-hmm. When you're doing stuff, right? You should be able, like, in in baseball, there's constant zoom ins on the pitcher and the batter, yeah. on yeah. everyone like that. These guys should be instantly recognizable. Vast majority of them, if like you could show the top twenty players to like a twenty five year old, mm-hmm. and unless they're a huge baseball person, they're probably getting like three. There's only a handful of them that could like walk into a mall and not get mobbed. Or sorry, and get mobbed. Sorry, get sorry. mobbed. Get like, mobbed. Like Justin Verlander, Aaron Judge. Who holds is, is still playing? Yeah, uh, Aaron Aaron Judge would be one. Otani is one, and Trout's Otani. not. Now, Mookie Betts. I, I'd say I'd say uh, Mookie. Mookie. I'd say Mookie. Yeah, and then and then all those regionally, like if if Justin uh, Turner. Yeah, you know, in Los Angeles, I mean, he's got also a very recognizable look. Right. Uh, but I, I don't think 
yeah, there's so many that, that aren't even on the, the powerful Yankees. It's mostly Aaron judge and I wouldn't even say Stanton. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say that. Come on. Every, everyone's following Glaber Torres around. <laughs> uh, well. Anywho, this brings the show to a close. I'm going to now do some self-promoting stuff. Evan and I have created the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Have you voted yet? You can today. You can tomorrow. You can the next day. It's going to be, it's the only true Hall of Fame that's for the people, by the people. Mm-hmm. Not in hallofame.com forward slash USA. And we've got some, as much as I just shit on the Olympics, we've got some Olympians who helped us actually pick the people who were nominated. Uh, former NFL great Richmond Webb was a part of this group. We put a lot of effort into this and uh, please support us in, by uh, casting your vote. Uh, I, hey, did you, Evan, I wrote a book. Did you know that? I've heard. Yeah. Uh, Chavo Guerrero, before he passed away, Chavo Guerrero, senior instant classic. You can find that on Amazon. So check that out. Uh, Chris Bourdain and I, we do a show of uh, whenever we do them where it's uh, <laughs> it's called This Crap Was on National Television. We just recorded our look at Canadian crap, Beachcombers. Uh, we've decided what we're going to do next. Uh, it's going to be that 80 show. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So we're, we're going to look because both of us were we remember the 80s. Well, unfortunately, that show did. And my final plug, it is for, how the hell did this go number one? Andrea Tessman and Brad Nelson, we look at number one songs. Next week, we're going to be looking at Shares, Half Breed. Well, maybe that one didn't age too well. (laughs) Uh, Probably not. But she meant well. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll be a pretty interesting one to, to take a look at that. I think it even starts with those drums. Uh, yeah, it's I don't a song maybe they didn't even want to play in Indians games. That's that's a pretty low bar too. So it could have been. It could have been. Uh, oh, and there is another regular show. Vinny Lospinuso, he makes the Hall of Fame case for, and it's usually a lot of people I've never heard of, but that's that's our Vinny. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he usually does a really good, well, he always does a really good job. He always does a really good job. Yeah at that so uh we actually know which one we're going to do next time this one i've heard of leo ferris the guy who oh, invented cool. the, yeah the the 20 the 24 second shot clock i yep. so that'll be a real easy one for a guy a guy who saved a sport oh my god yes mm-hmm. absolutely so that's that's all my plugs evan what do you want to plug uh i don't know i'm going to minnesota uh so i'll let you know how it is i'll plug where we're going to minnesota my daughter watches a YouTube channel of something called Snake Discovery. It's a reptile uh, rehab facility uh, slash zoo. We're going up there. We'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. I'm looking. My kid knows every one of the animals and what they eat and their feeding schedule. And she's watched like every video they've had three times. Okay. So uh, I'm actually looking forward to this. It's, it's going to be interesting. So nice. we'll see how Minneapolis is in, in February. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure as great as Winnipeg is going to be in February. Mm, yeah. Um, remind me, I've got a, I've got something where we found uh, hatchling turtles on the beach, mm. and so they, they're all making their way to the ocean. And uh, Jasper even helps with one. Nice. So, way. so I'll, I'll have to find that video. Cool. I, I actually, I actually paid ten bucks to a rehab facility on the island of Gilly Manu 
You want to guess what country that's in? Gilly Manu. Yeah. Does it sound like something that would be like Welsh or something? No, it's Indonesia. It's one of the small islands off of Bali. And you, you, uh, think, you think I would have picked that one up? I married an Indonesian for God. You would. God. Yeah. Well, uh, but uh, no, they have uh, people used to eat the turtle eggs on the beach mm. and they convinced them to let the turtles go and get the tourism. So they pay people to bring the eggs to them if they find them and they'll hatch them and they have the facility. And if you as a tourist you go, you pay 10 bucks, you can name a turtle and then take it and release it into the ocean, which is one of the cooler things we've ever done. Nice. Uh, so I'm hoping that Fillmore the turtle, uh, who was released back in 2009, is still doing well 13 years later. So I would have named mine Chachi. Yeah, m- mine's Fillmore after the uh, one of my favorite comic strips, Sherman's Lagoon, which is the name of the turtle from there. Okay, so, I'll look that up. All right, wherever you may be, wherever you are, stay safe, my friends. Take care. Take care, guys. Thanks.